welcome to a special edition of the Patches In Podcast. It's just Hamish that you have with you today. Uh, the boys, Dom and Hugh, are still in Japan. I've uh, been keeping in touch with them, seeing what they're up to. Looks like they're having a great time, so hopefully we get to hear lots about that on the next podcast once they're back. Um, looks like there's a lot of, a lot of really cool and some pretty crazy things in Japan. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see. But as for today, I'm afraid you're just stuck with me, so... Let's see how this goes. Might not be as long as the other ones. You know, I've not got anyone to argue with, so right. So let's see how it goes. Um, I'll keep the format basically the same. Talk about games, movies, TV shows, things of that nature. Um, uh, personally, I've not really been up to a whole lot else. Hope you all had a nice Halloween. If you did anything, um, I didn't really get a chance to. Well, I went out to the pub, but it wasn't like for Halloween. It was just. I wasn't working the next day. <laughs> um, started a new job, so that's been taking up a lot of my time. It's good to work with my animals, which is, is nice. Better than people, let's be honest. People are just the worst. So, I actually bumped into Dom's sister, Emily, on Halloween night. Uh, she was wearing Christmas leggings. And I was like, it's way too early for that. It's, it's not even... Halloween hasn't even finished yet. But it turns out it was just what she was going to be wearing under her costume. So, I let her away with that. <laughs> I can't believe it's so close to Christmas already. It's November we're into now, man. It's mad. Although, with that, it does mean it's a new Star Wars game soon. Uh, we'll get Witcher coming out in December, TV show. We'll get Rick and Morty in January, so that's not so bad, I guess. Uh, last week or so, I was around at my friend Raymond's, uh, hanging out with Raymond, Sinead and Lisa. And after the girls went to bed, uh, me and Raymond ended up staying up. I think we were up drinking 21 hours, 22 hours or something like that. It was ridiculous. I didn't think I could do that anymore. I thought I was too old for that shit. But we were uh, we were so drunk. And I was telling him about doing this solo podcast. And we drunkenly somehow came to the idea of writing a song that we could play on it. <laughs> Raymond plays the guitar. He's pretty good. Um, and I remember like just patches of it, but... I remember it's called the Drunk as Fuck song because we were drunk as fuck. But uh, there was times where, like Raymond would be saying, right, we can we can play this sequence of chords, and then he would play it, or we can play this. And I was so drunk I really couldn't tell that much of a difference between them. And it just reminded me of like you know, when you're a kid and you're an optician, and they're going through the wee lenses, and, like, one or two better. And you're too socially awkward as a child to say they look the same because that wasn't one of your options. So you're just like, um, two? Two's better? just felt like that. <laughs> That's how fucking drunk I was. I couldn't even tell the difference between chords. Well, let's see, what else? Try to think of any news. Oh, there's new AirPod Pro things coming out from Apple. Yeah, I'm not really, like, I'm, I'm definitely not an Apple fanboy. These do sound quite cool, to be fair. Like the way that they kind of self-adjust in your ear, depending on like something like they play a noise, and then they can tell how much of the sound you're losing, so they can adjust themselves so that they're properly noise cancelling or, or something like that. Um, I I do have iPhones. So I've I've had iPhones for years, but Hugh's very against Apple. It's a shame he's not here actually. Like, like I said, I'm really not an Apple fanboy, but sometimes I just play it up just to. To wind him up, just to, to get him into an argument, because <laughs> it's an easy go-to. Anyway, uh, let's just jump into the games, because it's something that we I know about at least. Uh, I was looking through Game Pass the other day, and obviously The Outer Worlds is out now, and that's I've been playing a bit of that. But I also something caught my eye uh, called After Party, and. You know, like I say, I have been playing Outer Worlds, but that's a fairly large-sized game. I think there's quite a lot to it, as far as I'm aware. But when I'm playing those kind of games, I like to have a look at other smaller games as well, just break up the kind of monotony of, of playing the same game over and over again. So I was looking through uh, the, the newer ones on Game Pass, and I found this game, After Party. It's by Night School Studio. Uh, it's... It's actually, I've finished it now. It's quite a lot of fun. Uh, I just I read the description of it and I thought that's just the perfect game for me. Basically, you, you play as these two characters. You, you can alternate between them, but you're always like together. Uh, Lilo and no Milo and Lola. That's what it is. 
Um, basically, you die somehow and you end up in hell. And the aim of the game is to... Well, you, you find out from a, a taxi driver that there's a loophole to get out of hell. And that's beating Satan in a drinking contest. And I read this and I was like, wow, this is... My whole life has prepared me for this. Yeah, the, the dialogue in the game and like the dialogue choices and you know the, the characters and stuff like that is, is where the game really shines. The basically when you're talking to someone you can you can have a drink as well and each drink will have different properties. So some will make you like some will be liquid courage, some will be, you know, flirty, some of them will be even like a kind of sports fan and things like that. So basically when you're in a, a dialogue with someone You'll get a couple of options, but then there'll sometimes also be another option. If you drink, you can say that instead. So it really is quite extensive. Like most bars that you'll go to will have like four options of drinks, and between that, there'll be like three or four different types. So there really is quite a lot of variation in all of the things that you say. So that's quite cool for you know replayability as well. The game's not that long, so if you really wanted to, you could go through it again. There's also there's decisions you need to make like for example to get into satan's party you need an invite and then you find out uh, there's basically two options to get an invite from so if you do one you won't see the other uh, so you know again replayability with that you can see new things i think i think some of the achievements as well uh, most most of these were secret but from the ones that i was unlocking you know it was telling me doing it this way there's obviously you would have to play it at least twice, I think, to get all the achievements. But yeah, the, the quests that you do are fun, the characters are fun, you know, you they start hearing a wee bit more about the, the main characters, you know, backgrounds and their friendship and stuff like that, and you do get quite invested in them. The soundtrack's really good as well, I quite enjoyed that, it was quite fitting for it. Uh, the, the art style's nice, it's like a, it's, it's a side-scrolling game, like 2D side-scrolling game, but it's... It's a kind of 3D art style. It looks really nice. It looks quite cool. Some of the concept of the characters in that is cool as well. Um, definitely give it a, a chance if you've got Game Pass. That's a, a really good little game. It's good fun. Uh, what else? Oh, there was another small game I played uh, on the Game Pass as well. Minute. It's spelled like M-I-N-I-T. But also it means like minute as in 60 seconds because basically you you play 60 seconds at a time. You die every 60 seconds because you, you pick up this cursed sword. Um, it's, it's very retro, old-style like graphics. Um, like 1986 Legend of Zelda kind of top-down graphics. It's like that. Basically just go screen to screen and you need to progress, you know, doing puzzles or certain things to, to make a wee bit of progress. And then obviously next time that you come alive again, then you can go a wee, wee bit further and a wee bit further. This game, if you know what you're doing, you can finish it really quite quickly. Uh, but obviously, unless you've played it through the first time, trying to kind of learn things and see what you need to do, then you're, you're not going to be able to do that without a walkthrough. But again, this it's a really unique style. It's quite an interesting concept, I think. I can't think of any games that I've played that are like that, although I'm sure there must be some. But definitely another one to give a try. If you're looking for something, it's really easy to just pick up and start playing. It's really quite charming as well, even though the graphics aren't fantastic. Uh, you don't even mind it because you're enjoying it, so that's good. Uh, another another fun one that you, I'd just use these kind of games to play. Like I was saying, in between playing things like the Outer Worlds, uh, the, the the larger games. So that uh, let's talk about the Outer Worlds actually. Uh, any fans of Fallout will, will probably like it. It's basically like a sci-fi Fallout with a kind of Borderlands style look to it. It's not completely cell shaded, but you know, it just it just gives off a kind of Borderlands vibe. Again, this is obviously much like a Fallout game. It is dialogue heavy. There's a lot of that in it, but you do get plenty of first-person shooter, you know, action in it. You don't have vats as such, where you would slow down time and you can choose body parts. That you can press right bumper and you can slow down time, so that you can aim, you know, at certain body parts and things like that. But you're you're doing that freehand. You're doing that yourself, basically. Uh, I've played about probably about four hours into it or something like that, so I'm not massively far into it, but I'm enjoying it so far. I always like these kind of games where you know it feels like you've got different ways to play it. I usually go in a high like high charisma, uh, high persuade skill things like that, just to so you can kind of talk your way out of things or 
or into places and stuff like that. I always find that more fun than the kind of combat itself. So I do like those kind of games. Like I say, any fans of Fallout who really like sci-fi aesthetics will probably enjoy it. There are some things that I feel it's kind of lacking, or they could have done a wee bit better, especially considering there's not been a Fallout game for years. Well, it was Fallout 76, but, you know, that doesn't really count. Like a single-player Fallout game. You know, there's, there's no like, there's no romancing and stuff like that. Some of the customization, I think they could have done a wee bit better. Like, obviously, you can you can have a couple of followers with you at all times. So you can take two people. But one thing that I would have preferred they did was they keep their default costumes. Because if you're finding better armor and stuff like that, you get an armor slot and you get like a helmet slot. So when you put high armor stuff on them, they just look covered from head to toe in armor. And apart from their, their name above them, and the odd wee comment that they make, it could be anyone that's with you. When you're in like a, a dialogue cutscene with someone, and they chime in, it's got them like with no helmet on, so you can see who it is, see their face and stuff like that. But I don't know, it just seems a bit weird, especially when you're on your, your home ship as well. You've got like a, a spaceship that you go planet to planet in, because, uh, you know, that's what spaceships do. Um... They're still in like all this kitted out armor gear, and it's like you think you would be chilling out in your your civvies, you know. But considering that it's a, a new game, there are a couple of wee touches that would have been nice to see. But overall, it's, it's still a lot of fun if you like that kind of game. So, and again, all of these games I've been talking about, they're all on Game Pass. Me, Hugh, and Dom talk about this like every fucking podcast. But uh, Game Pass is just such a good deal. And it's Definitely worth it, so definitely snatch these up. Upcoming games, obviously, big one is uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Looking forward to that. It's the 15th or something, so a couple of weeks away. That'll be good. Uh, and nothing against, what's his name, Cameron Monaghan, the actor, but I kind of wish it wasn't him that was the protagonist. I don't like playing as like a... In, in general, I don't like playing as a famous person. Because I feel like it's a bit kind of immersion breaking. I like a bit of a character customization, so you can make that person your own, or at least an unknown or made up person, so that you don't have any kind of you know correlation of them with something else. Obviously, we played uh, Jeremiah, or basically the, the version of the Joker in Gotham. In all honesty, I didn't even really think that portrayal of the Joker was that great. Obviously. They had to kind of dance around the fact they couldn't call him Joker. I don't think they they had that like trademark with Gotham, so they couldn't technically call it. But they did everything but say he's the Joker. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of his. And he, he went through a few different kind of versions of him. Like, you know, he, he started off fairly kind of regular Joker, and then he obviously got his face cut off. Spoilers if you've not seen Gotham. Um, so he was like the new 52 Joker and stuff like that. He, he went through different kind of phases of Jokerism, but I don't know. I don't know what it was. The guy's he's an alright actor and stuff like that. I think he did, he does okay acting, but I just didn't really like that iteration of the Joker. But uh, that's a, a conversation for another time, I suppose. But of course, obviously not going to let that stand in the way of getting Star Wars Jedi Academy or Fallen. What are they called? Jedi Academy. That was the old one. Fuck, Fallen. Jedi Order. You know what I'm talking about. That one. I've not even been drinking. Jesus, I can't even remember the name of the fucking game I said two minutes ago. You know, it looks good to the gameplay that I've seen. It looks very similar to Battlefront 2. Like the recent Battlefront 2 in the campaign when you were playing as Luke those times. I think. But obviously, it's, it's very hard to properly tell from a wee bit of gameplay videos and that. What it's actually going to feel like and stuff like that. But, big Star Wars fan, so I'd be getting it anyway. Looking forward to it, fingers crossed. Hopefully it doesn't go the same route as Battlefront 2 did and piss off absolutely everybody. It's need to wait and see, I guess. One thing I'm a wee bit cautious of is you don't get to choose, you know, light side or dark side. And not just to say that I would specifically go dark side, but I always like having the choice of games, like in games, if you, you know, play it one way or play it the other way. Not to say that you know, it's not going to be good because of that. Obviously, some games are very kind of like God of War, for example. The new God of War was linear, strict, basically. Like you know, you you couldn't make choices in that as such, but absolutely fantastic story. So 
you know, they still get every chance to be a good game and have a good story. I just, in general, like the option of, of playing it differently, you know. But, yeah, looking forward to it, so we'll see what happens then. We'll probably, well, I don't know when we're going to be doing the next podcast. Hugh and Dom might be a bit jet-lagged for a while when they come back. Probably get things to catch up on and stuff like that. Um, if it's out, obviously, we'll be talking about it on the next podcast. But um, let us know your thoughts as well, if you do get a chance to play it, or even if you've you've played any of these games that I've been mentioning. You can always just send us a wee message. We've got our, our Instagram, patchesinofficial, uh, patchesinofficial at gmail.com. You can send us an email and stuff like that. Uh, Twitter at patchesin. Uh, twitch.tv slash patchison gaming any one of those you can always get in contact with us so you know don't be afraid to, to reach out with any questions comments anything like that always nice to hear from you uh, another big game of course the one that everyone's been waiting for you'll know what i'm talking about it's actually it's actually just it's already been out garfield kart furious racing i mean who wouldn't want to play a garfield racing game that's just that's the mother load. I don't even need to ever buy another game, actually. Like, you know what? Forget what I was saying about Star Wars. I just need to get Garfield Kart and just some lasagna and just sit down, quit my job just so I can play Garfield Kart all day because, you know, that's that's the dream. <laughs> Obviously not. That's a joke. Uh, I'm not sure if we have many PC gamer listeners, but uh, you might be interested in Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out soon for PC, or it is out, I can't remember, it's, it's round about this time anyway. First ever Red Dead Redemption on the PC, so that'll be interesting, I think it'll do well. Uh, looking forward to seeing what kind of mods people come up with as well, because you always get these ridiculous mods for games, especially like a lot of Rockstar games, you see a lot of GTA 5 PC mods that are just ridiculous, so that'll be quite funny to see. Uh, I won't be getting it myself for the PC, obviously, got it on the, the Xbox One X, so... That's good enough for me. Um, I'll just need to watch other people playing as Shrek and things like that on YouTube. <laughs> oh, you know what I saw the other day, actually? Uh, when I was looking through the Xbox store, just the upcoming games, there's going to be a Jumanji game, for like the new Jumanji film coming out. It just seems like it's just one of these cash grabs, movie tie-in games. I've not really got much hope for it, but especially because I'd, I'd never even heard of it before. Um... And, you know, you're always a bit wary of games that are literally just... Well, a lot of games like that, they just have the name plastered over it. But I had a look at screenshots in that, and it's, you know, it looks fine, but it doesn't look like the kind of game that I would pay money for, if you know what I mean. Uh, I'm quite looking forward to the next Jumanji film, though. I mean, we get to see The Rock playing as Danny DeVito, so that's just... That's going to be incredible. That'll be interesting. <laughs> but the game, nah, I'm not, I'm not sold. Uh, Death Stranding is another one that uh, me and Dom and Hugh have spoken about a couple of times on this podcast, actually. I think they were quite looking forward to it. Uh, I remember Hugh saying that he, he definitely wanted to play it just to see what the fuck that was about. Unfortunately, though, from what I've heard, it's really not that great. I can't remember the publication, but basically one of the reviewers was saying that there's not going to be a review for it because he'd been playing it for... 40 hours and he just totally lost interest he didn't he doesn't want to finish the game he couldn't bring himself to do it and when i read couldn't bring himself to do it i thought all right is this some really emotional story that he's attached to but apparently it's just fed up with it which isn't great and then i you know after doing a wee bit more research there was apparently some other publications reviewers were saying that as well uh, they'll, they'll do a preview but they won't actually finish the game and be able to do like a full review of it. So that's a shame because I think quite a few people were looking forward to it. It's It looks very interesting, certainly, but it's apparently gets a bit tedious, you know, a bit repetitive, uh, which is a shame because it did look did look good. But I don't know, it might be something that I still pick up eventually, maybe on sale, but not a good start. That's what people are saying about it, unfortunately. Of course, there's Pokemon Sword and Shield coming out, another big one. I mean, that's Pokemon, that speaks for itself. Definitely be picking that up. I need to buy a Switch first, mind you, but I think I'll definitely be picking one up. I'll maybe see if there's any bundles, if it comes with the game and the, the Switch, because I'm looking forward to that. I think quite a few people, even you know, the kind of old school people that dropped off a bit during 
you know, the kind of later ones. I think, you know, there's a kind of a returned excitement for those games coming out. So I think it'll be quite popular. Well, it'll definitely be popular. Like I say, it's Pokemon, but I just mean among my friends. I think Jason was saying he was going to pick it up. He just recently got that Switch Lite. And we talked about briefly on the last podcast. Shamu 3, another big one. Uh, we've talked about that before as well on the podcast, about the, the Kickstarter with it. I'll be honest, I never played them all that much. I played them a bit when I was younger. And obviously they, they went on a Game Pass recently and I gave it a shot, but I just, I don't know, I just couldn't really get in it. I think it's one of those games that if you played it at the time, fair enough, you'll be happy to go back to it. I know my brother was a big fan of it. He loved those games, so he'll probably be picking that up. But for me, I just, I don't know, it just never hooked me. I think I was too young when it first came out. Yeah, the the number one upcoming game for me, though, is definitely got to be Cyberpunk 2077. I was reading the other day, actually. Apparently Keanu Reeves enjoyed it so much that his screen time in the game like doubled. I mean, he, just, he wanted to, to be in it more. That's a good sign. Um, a huge fan. I've talked to so many times of, of CD, CD Projekt Red. So even in you know these days where everyone's like, don't pre-order games because developers will fuck you over. You know, I've got faith in CD Projekt Red. So I'll probably be I'll probably set up for a, a pre-order of that. You know what I mean? I, I got more than my money's worth with Witcher 3, for example. And well, all the Witcher games I've loved. So that's definitely one. That's all the way in April though, which is annoying, but better better it's a good game than it's rushed or anything like that, I suppose. So um looking forward to that. So I think that'll probably do us for upcoming games. This is basically I feel like this has basically just been a fucking news podcast so far. Um speaking of the speaking of the Witcher, we'll talk about the, the T V show that the the trailer's out for now, like a good trailer. But first it's time for the traditional sparking of the can. Uh, I don't know how this is going to sound. I can't get the microphone that we have started using working anywhere. Like I don't know what's wrong with it. Uh, I'll just. We usually have it in here, a mixer, and I was just trying to put it straight into the laptop. But hopefully this sounds alright because I'm literally using the microphone on my laptop, uh, and I've got a cold as well. It's just everything bad happens at once. But hopefully the sound quality is alright. But anyway. Without further ado, let's spark this can, lads. Oh, I spiked I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, yeah, so The Witcher TV show. First thing I need to say, Henry Cavill, you know, he's awesome, and I, I'd had faith in him, and has been reaffirmed watching this trailer. Uh, his, his voice is, is... It's not like he's trying to, you know, completely imitate Doug Cockle, the... The original kind of English voice actor in the Witcher games of, of Geralt, uh, but it's it's really good. It's spot on. It's just a perfect Geralt voice. Uh, so that's that's good. Also, the you see a bit of combat in the trailer, and that looks really fluid. Looks really nice. It looks very similar to the the movements in the game when you're sword fighting. Overall, it looks great as well. Like the the budget. Obviously, I mean these days high budget television. It's, you know, became kind of the norm these days. With things like Game of Thrones and a lot more money gets thrown at TV shows to make them high production. And it's just good to see that because it's something that you sometimes notice when you look at like older shows. You know, you, you can tell that the budget's a bit low or even comparing like the first season of a show to later on seasons when it picks up a bit of steam, gets a bit of popularity and therefore gets more uh, more funding and things like that and more money given to it. A higher production value. Also, I think this, well, I hope that The Witcher is going to fill a void that a lot of people might be feeling with Game of Thrones having finished, uh, especially now that the news has came out that the game, one of the, at least one of the Game of Thrones prequel shows is cancelled now, apparently. So yeah, I somewhat selfishly want people to, you know, start watching this. And I want it to do well purely because I want more of it you know I'd, i want the numbers to be good so that netflix will renew it and sometimes sometimes they're funny with their renewals even shows that are you know massively popular they only give a couple of seasons to or something like that but i've also heard that they've got plans not netflix specifically but the writers obviously have plans for another seven seasons of the witcher or something like that there's only eight episodes but i mean that that does make sense because these follow the books and not the games even though there is a lot of content in the games, 
you could probably make a good few seasons out of that. But, you know, working off of the books, obviously, they've got a wealth of stuff already there. I mean, similar to Game of Thrones, that's how Game of Thrones started, obviously, the, the books. Well, at least the majority of the books were already written. So I've got my fingers crossed for it. Apart from Henry Cavill, I don't really know, well, I don't think I know a lot of the cast. Uh, I think Lars Mikkelsen's in it, uh, Mads Mikkelsen's brother, and he was in, I think he was in an episode of Sherlock, like the, the British one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, he was obviously in House of Cards as well, he was the, the Russian president, Petrov in that. So he's, I know he's a good actor, he's really good actually. Uh, the rest of the cast, they don't jump out at me of recognising them, but, you know, hopefully it's, it's all good, got faith in it, so... I do know that even before meeting anyone else, like any of the other cast members, Henry Cavill had already played all of the games and read all of the the novels. So he, you know, he knew his stuff. He was a fan of it already, which is always nice to see because even in the interviews and things like that, when he's talking about it, you can see him kind of light up. He's he's invested in it. He is obviously gonna, you know, bring his A game to it, try his absolute best, and I think he's a he's a good actor. So yeah. All around, I think it's going to do quite well, at least I hope. I'll be looking forward to it anyway. That's out next month in December, so that'll be nice. Uh, I bet God it's only eight episodes, but better eight episodes of really good episodes than, you know, one season of some good episodes and some filler shite. But again, it's one of those things. We won't know until we see it, so fingers crossed. I've been considering going back and playing Witcher 3 again. It's, I feel like it's, you know, been long enough that... Because I played it as soon as it came out, basically, and I, I remember when I finished it. There's obviously like there's a new game plus mode and things like that. I enjoyed the story so much, I wanted to kind of forget about it a bit, so that when I play it on my second playthrough, you know, I'm, I don't know exactly everything that's going to happen. So, you know, I feel like maybe it's been long enough by now. I'll probably want to play it when I actually watch the show. That'll probably get me right back into it. The only thing is though, with all the upcoming games, I was talking about earlier on it's just finding the time because it's not a it's not a short game obviously i mean you can just play through the main story and make it a hell of a lot shorter but i get very engrossed in in the witcher 3 and games like that i want to do absolutely everything bit of a completionist you know what i mean you all seen eternal sunshine of a spotless mind how good would it be if there was that kind of reliable you know memory erasing stuff and you could just go there and be like uh you know a certain film that you've seen or a game that you've played because you want to see it for the first time ever again. I would do that with Witcher 3, Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm sure there's, there's a bunch of things. Games that are just so engrossing. I remember I used to wake up like a couple hours early. So like if I was working, for example, at, at 9 o'clock and I would normally get up at like half 7, I would get up at like half 5 just to play a bit of The Witcher 3 in the morning before I went to work. That, that's how much I enjoyed it. I just I couldn't wait to play more of it, and that'd be good. When he when he get on that, how do who do we call it? Scientists on a memory erasing. Oh well, the men in black, I suppose, if they're a real thing. In fact, you know, I'm I'm sitting right in front of my laptop, and uh, the camera's pointing right at me. So if my wee FBI guy that's watching me, if if you know how to get in touch with them, just you know pass on that message, will you? Thank you. Uh, let's see another another show coming up, which I think you know. Dom, Hugh and I are definitely excited for Rick and Morty Season 4 coming. It's arriving in two parts, I think, for some reason. Like, I don't know if it's... I think it's five episodes, like, each time. So I think it's five episodes sometime soon, in November, actually. And then I think it's January next year, January 2020, for the other five, which isn't too bad, really. I don't know why they would do that. I don't know why they wouldn't just wait until January and release it all, but... I'm not complaining, getting to see it a bit sooner, even if it is only five episodes. I find Rick and Morty is just a great show that you can just put it on, even if you've seen it before, even if you've seen it recently. You'll pick up on things and it's still funny. And I have met some people that just do not get the humour at all, like they just don't like it. But I think it's brilliant, I think it's dead funny. And I think the, the boys do as well. So looking forward to that. I've still not picked up that Trover Saves the Universe, the VR game that's made by them, uh, made by Justin Roiland anyway. Uh, I think that would be fun. Like, the, the humour looks very similar to Rick and Morty. So yeah, I think that would be quite good, but 
there is actually, there's already a Rick and Morty VR game out, which I've played. You need a lot of space, though, like you're, you're in Rick's garage or garage if you're American. It is good fun, though. It's, there's quite a lot to it as well. There's quite a lot of Easter eggs, I think, like secrets that you can find even after you finish like the, the story in it. But that's worth picking up. That's good fun, that game. I'm really jealous, actually, talking of VR, and I'm going back to games, but I think sometime soon there's like a, a Star Wars VR game, but it's out for like Oculus Rift and stuff like that. I don't think it's coming to PlayStation VR, which is what I've got, but you can actually like properly have a lightsaber duel with Darth Vader and stuff like that. And I remember when I first got VR, even when I first kind of looked at VR, that was one of the first things I thought like that would be perfect for a, a lightsaber duel game. I remember in the arcade you used to have one like that, and it was a joystick that would be your, your lightsaber hilt, and that was so much fun. But having that in VR would be fucking awesome. Oh, you know what? I've just had a wee look there. On the Patches Unofficial Instagram, Dom's put up a story. Well, this was like 10 hours ago. I've only just seen it now. Obviously, time zone's different in Japan. Uh, he's playing some Marvel superheroes in Shinjuku, Wolverine versus Captain America. You know I've always thought quite a cool wee segment to do on this. I, I say it'd be cool. It's mainly just, again, because I want to argue with Hugh and Dom a bit more. We should do like a who would win and pick pick someone that we like and, and play out how they would fight, how they would win. Um, I remember when we were at EGX a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, we missed it this year. But there was a, while we were waiting to get on to play, I think it was a some kind of Switch game. There was like a, a bit where you could play, I think it was Marvel Superheroes. It was a game very like it anyway. Like I played, I can't remember if it was Hugh and then Dom or uh, Ross was with us as well. But I played a couple of them, managed to win. And then the guy that was like sorting out the queue, waiting for us to, to get on, he was like, I'll play you. And he just thrashed me. I've never really been good at those games. Uh, Mortal Kombat's definitely more my kind of go-to fighting game. Uh, Tekken as well, I'm okay at Tekken. But see like Marvel vs. Capcom and stuff like that, I'm just absolutely shite at them. Anyway, that was a weird wee random segue. Uh, I'm just obviously trying to recapture the chaos when it's the three of us talking and rambling absolute shite and then getting way off track like we do. I'm really hoping that the, the Watchmen TV show is good as well. I've not seen a whole lot about it, but I love the film and the, the graphic novels as well are, is really good. Uh, I think it's probably one of the best adaptations of a graphic novel to a movie. As far as, you know, comic book movies and stuff like that go, I think it was really well done. But whether the TV show is going to be any good obviously remains to be seen. It's kind of weird. I don't know why it's came about now. Obviously the film is out. Man, when was that out? Like 2008 or something? Maybe not that long ago. I don't know. But it just seems odd that now all of a sudden it would come about. But yeah, the film is really good. It had some great performances. Like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who's a comedian. He was really cool on that. Oh, speaking of Jeffrey Dean Morgan, how how is The Walking Dead get ten seasons? There's like ten seasons now, or there's well, the tenth season is coming out. I I watched it when it first came out. I got two seasons in and I got bored with it. I think I watched a wee bit of the third season actually, but I don't know. See, after they killed Shane, uh, John Bernthal's character, I just kind of lost interest. I thought it was a really interesting duality, you know, an interesting kind of rivalry and between him and Rick. Whereas, you know, Shane was very much more, you need to do whatever it takes to survive. It's a zombie apocalypse. And Rick was like, no, 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 we need to try and save everyone, leave no one behind. And, you know, even if it's going to get you killed, basically, which which is stupid. And I'd, I've watched, like, very small bits and pieces of the, the later seasons, but Rick basically just turns into that character anyway. So it was... It was kind of pointless. I think it would have been better if they just kept Shane around and, you know, they kept that dynamic up two different ways of dealing with things and stuff like that and the, the morality of saving yourself or, you know, risking your own life to save someone else. I think that that made it really quite interesting and it was it was good to see, you know, it was good to discuss with people how they felt and how they would do things. But obviously Shane only lasted a couple of seasons. I think he came back in one episode later on, but like a flashback thing. But uh, it was just... I don't know, it lost a lot of its intrigue when that happened, when Shane was, was killed off. But obviously enough people still like it, if they're, they're ten seasons on, um, and they've had you know, Fear of the Walking Dead, which was like the, the spin-off, I think. Uh, like I say, I've not really kept up with it, but yeah, people must like it. 
sometimes things can just go on for far too long though uh, a common you know complaint that i hear about it is it's just really slow like it's all about kind of drama between the humans and stuff like that which is fair enough because you know it's there's nothing wrong with character driven stories you know what i mean that's that's fine but basically like what i hear is it's just a lot of talking for 45 minutes and then there's like some zombies show up at the end or walkers whatever they call them i always think it's weird and any kind of well not any kind but the majority of things that have zombies in them they do, they've, they've never heard of zombies before you know they don't no one's just like holy shit that's a zombie they, so that's why they call them like walkers or z's or you know random sh- shufflers and shit like that you know i, I would say it kind of ruins your suspension of disbelief but then again it's a show about fucking zombies or a movie about zombies you know what i mean um uh, i can't even remember if i talked about this on the last podcast i don't think i did but uh, I saw Zombieland 2, Double Tap. I think I've talked about it previously. I think I put some things up on the Instagram. But I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. If I have, then I was too drunk to even remember. Uh, days are all mixed up because I'm, you know, working and stuff like that. Random days. Um, but yeah, Double Tap. Brilliant film. Really funny. It's one of those sequels that's as good as the first one, definitely, I would say. Uh, the the humour is still fresh and you know I was like laughing out loud funny which I don't often do at the cinema you know you, you get that that we exhale through your nose the kind of oh that's funny but I was properly laughing out loud at a good few parts of the, the whole cinema was actually also went to see Maleficent Mistress of Evil so Maleficent 2 basically that was pretty good um, if you like Disney films and things like that a lot of the performances were really good. Angelina Jolie was good. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as well, even though she's a she's just a total bitch in it, but it was well acted. Uh, Chiwetelli Giofor, he was good in it. He wasn't really in it for very long, but you know his scenes were good. Ed Screen as well, he was the you know the bad guy in Deadpool two. Was it Deadpool or Deadpool two? My God, I can't even remember. He uh, played Francis or Ajax basically. Oh, it was the first Deadpool, aye, of course, because he was the one that kind of gave him, gave Deadpool his regenerative powers. But yeah, Maleficent to it was a wee bit predictable, but that's kind of to be expected. It was kind of weird how, obviously, if, if you guys have seen the first one, basically, even though Maleficent does, you know, bad shit and puts the curse on Lassie in the first place, then she's the one to remove it. But then at the very start of this one, it basically explains, like, oh, no, people think she's evil again. It seemed a bit kind of convenient, but obviously they're just setting up for the the film that they're, they've made her bad again. Um, but I suppose you, you do get a bit more of a kind of reason to that later on in it. And it is also interesting. It adds a bit more layers to it because you see she's more than, more than just a bad guy, even though you saw that in the first one. I don't know. If you like the first one, you'll like it probably. Uh, the, you know the the CGI is really cool. The the characters, the concepts, and stuff like that. It is kind of more of the same that you saw in the first one. Yeah, it's good. It's worth a watch. If you like, I say, if you like Disney, you should probably give it a watch. Or you know, if you like me and you just really like Angelina Jolie, then also definitely worth a watch. <laughs> I really need to make some time and go and see Doctor Sleep, the Shining sequel. Absolutely loved The Shining when I was wee. Jack Nicholson was like my favourite actor when I was young, so I liked it for that reason alone. But the film as well is awesome. I remember reading when obviously if you have seen it, and if you if you haven't, shame on you. Go and watch it right now. Pause this podcast. Go and watch The Shining, and then come back. But the scene with the the blood flowing through like the elevators and stuff like that. Back in the day, you weren't allowed to show blood on TV, and that was in the trailer. So Stanley Kubrick had to tell, you know, like the, the board of, uh, the certification board, whatever the fuck, whoever decides what adverts go on TV, that it was rusty water. That makes sense, you know. Loads of rusty water is flowing down the hallway. But they obviously went for it because that was in the, the trailer. But something else that was really cool in a film that I saw recently, Ready Player One. Yes, I know I've only seen it recently, and it's been out for a while. But... Uh, there's like a a clue that's all kind of dedicated to the shining so they're in that and you know they're in the the maze at the end and stuff like that and they go into the room the room which number i can't remember 237 
I don't know, what room is it? They're in the, the haunted room with a woman, which is quite creepy. Um, but that was really cool to see. I remember when I got to the end of watching Ready Player One, and obviously, spoilers if you've not seen it, but the the guy, the main character wins. Well, who didn't see that coming? Um, and then he, he changes some of the rooms, like there's only certain days that you can go on it. You know, there's like break days, so you can actually kind of live outside in the real world. And then I remember thinking, like, you know, imagine having to have rooms to stop playing video games. But then, I mean, if if you've seen Ready Player One, it does look pretty awesome being in that world. So, and also, I mean, I'd sit and talk into a microphone about games and movies and TV shows. So, I'm in no position to judge people <laughs> being, you know, geeky or whatever you want to call it. So, that's fair enough, I suppose. I remember a movie, this was a, well, it wasn't a while ago, it wasn't ages ago, but called Gamer. And it's got like Gerard Butler, guy from, from Up Hour, Nick of the Woods, he's from Paisley, uh, Terry Crews and stuff like that. But that's kind of similar idea. Uh, you, you plug into this game world and you play as these hosts, which are like convicts, and if they win so many matches without dying, then they get out and stuff like that. It wasn't really received very well, but it's one of my guilty pleasure films. I, I really think it's quite cool. I mean, it's partly because Terry Crews is awesome, and I like Gerard Butler as well. He's good. If you've not seen it, give it a, give it a chance. It's it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of it's not shite, but it's not the best film. Like I say, it's one of my guilty pleasures. I think it's definitely worth trying, especially if you like things like Ready Player One. But anyway, back to back to Doctor Sleep. I don't know. I've not read it. Right? I've I've read The Shining when I was young. Uh, I've not read Doctor Sleep by Stephen King. But from what I can see from the trailer, I don't know, it just seems, like, different. You know, it, it seems more, I don't want to say action-y, because it's not like there's explosions and shit like that going on all over the place, but it just does, it seems not quite as, it's not a psychological thriller like The Shining is, you know what I mean? It's It seems like a more modern film. And like I say, I've not read the book, so maybe, maybe the book's like that, maybe it's not, maybe Hollywood has just decided to change it. Uh, I, I will go and see it. Ewan McGregor, I think he's a great actor. And, you know, purely because it's a, a Shining sequel, I would see it anyway. But it just doesn't seem like there's going to be a whole lot to do with The Shining. Obviously, in the trailer you see that Ewan McGregor is like Danny Torrance, grown up, who has The Shining, meets another a wee kid that's got it. Uh, and at one point he does mention there's a place, and that's obviously the Overlook Hotel. So I'm assuming they go there at some point, but I don't know, it just seems, it seems different, but I'll give it a shot. It's kind of weird with Ewan McGregor, he seems to, you don't really see anything from him for a while, and then all of a sudden, I mean, he's in Doctor Sleep, Birds of Prey, he's, he's reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi, apparently, so then again, if you're a, a famous actor, you can probably afford to take some time off if you want to just chill the fuck out for a while. Speaking of, like, thrillers and stuff like that, I don't know why they're remaking The Grudge. Like, again, obviously, you know, there was the original version, and then America decided to have a stab at it. I think it was, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it, and now they're doing it again. It's John Cho. Are they really out of ideas that badly? Like, they just need to keep remaking all this shit? I don't know, that just bugs me. Like, I suppose when there's been that many movies and shit out, then it's hard to be original, but I don't know, it just seems lazy. Then again, I'm not in the movie business, so... I have no fucking idea. I think that's about time to spark another can, so bear with me, lads and ladies, whoever listens, I have no idea. Apparently Andy Serkis is going to be playing Alfred in the Batman, like the Robert Pattinson one. I... I don't know, that's interesting, like, I like Andy Serkis, I really think he's a brilliant actor, but as Alfred? I don't know, I can't, I can't really see it, but, you know, that's not to say that he won't do a good job. I watched uh, Avengers Age of Ultron the other day, classic, uh, just purely because I'm in a bit of a, a James Spader mood, because I've been watching The Office, the, the season that he was CEO, and you know I was like, oh man, I need more, I need more James Spader, and of course Andy Serkis is in that, and uh, Black Panther, please claw, uh, you know, like I say, brilliant actor, I think he's really good, his motion capture stuff, even his, his live action stuff, really good, but... I don't know, he just doesn't seem like an Alfred to me. 
I don't think I've ever even heard him putting on an English accent now that I think about it. Although he has good voices and that, so I don't see it being a problem for him. It's just probably not who I would have went with, but again, I'm not in the business. I don't know these fucking things, so... Jeffrey Wright as well. He's going to be Commissioner Gordon in the Batman, Matt Reeves' one. I think that's good casting. He was obviously he was Bernard in Westworld, for those of you that don't recognise the name. Uh, brilliant actor. I can see him doing that really well. So that's good. Uh, there's some news that I'm sure Hugh, if he's listening to this, will be very happy with, or if he hasn't heard it already. But uh, Into the Spider-Verse is getting a sequel uh, April 2022, which is a bit far away, really. Like that's, That kind of thing annoys me. Like Just wait a bit later. Don't tell us. Don't tell us the release date of it so far away, because so much can change between now and then, you know what I mean? Wait till it's like a year, year and a half or something like that away and then tell us. On the other hand though, it's good that they're taking their time with it, not rushing it. You know, the first one, me and Hugh argue about this, he says it's, it's his favourite Spider-Man film. It's, I wouldn't say it was mine, but at the same time, I've got no problem admitting that it is masterfully crafted. It is a really really brilliantly well done film so you know and we've said this before better for it to take a while to come out and be a perfect film or a really great film than it to be rushed and shite you know what i mean so that's fair enough i suppose is <laughs> you know what? i'm gonna get slagged rotten for this for anyone that's, that's listened to me talking shite for this long but <laughs> there's a film that's been announced that i am very much looking forward to uh, there's a sequel to hocus pocus I don't know if you guys have seen Hocus Pocus. Amazing film. I loved it. And uh, I'm really glad that I'm talking about this when Hugh isn't here. Or, or Dom for that matter. Because he probably would join in as well. But I think Sarah Jessica Parker is amazing. She is just gorgeous in my opinion. And she was obviously she's uh, in the original. And she announced that hey, the original cast are returning. So that's good. Um, <laughs> I can only imagine what things Hugh would say to me right now. But yeah, looking forward to that. I know it's also in the kind of spirit of things around about this time as we've just passed Halloween, you know. Anyway, on that embarrassing note, <laughs> uh, I think that, that'll do us for movies for now. Um, on the last couple of podcasts, we've been doing a thing we'll, we'll put out just on the Instagram, Patchison Official. Um, you know, ask us a question and we can answer it. So I got one, one very, very serious question. You know, I was, I was a wee bit shocked when I read it, and it was from Dom himself. Do you know the Muffin Man? Was it, I mean, this, this had me really, really thinking about it. You know, I was racking my brain. Such a deep and heavy question. You know, you can't take this lightly. And I've came up with the. The answer, you know, after much deliberation and sleepless nights, like I say, you know, this this weighs heavy on you, this kind of question, you know, and do I know the Muffin Man? Yes, I know the Muffin Man. He lives on Drury Lane, of course. You know, I actually watched Shrek again for the first time in, like, I don't know how many years. The other night I watched, like, last week or something like that. You know, before I'd even read Dom's, you know, thought-provoking question. <laughs> uh, it's just oh, it's such a classic comedy, man. It's so good. All of them, all of them are pretty good, to be honest. I think they're they're all quite funny. You know, I used to work with this lassie, and she loved Shrek like like a creepy amount. I think she actually had a crush on Shrek, which is weird. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's he's cool and all, but he also looks like Shrek. He kind of looks like if Wayne Rooney. The man you player went on, you know, on Nickelodeon when they used to slime people, uh, like in between his kind of bald and hair plug stage. That's that's pretty much what Shrek looks like. That's another thing that if Hugh was here, he would have a lot to say about that. Hugh loves Wayne Rooney and David Beckham. It's kind of worrying, you know, but to each their own. Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about before I started talking about all this? Um, oh, yeah, the questions. Uh, we got another question from, you know, a legitimate question. Yeah, thank you for trying, Dom, okay, but really. Uh, so we got a, a legitimate question from the guys over at Unofficial Controller Podcast. Definitely give them a listen. Uh, just if you, Even if you just search for Unofficial Controller Podcast on Instagram or on Spotify, you'll find them. But they asked, what game would you bring to a desert island? Right? 
and that's that's a very good question. I mean, some of it kind of depends on the the circumstances. Like, do I have internet on this island, and or am I just powering it with I don't know fucking coconuts or something? If you can do that, uh, if it was purely offline, I would probably say. Oh man, it's a hard question. I think my heart probably says Witcher Three. You know, it's, it's a very expansive game. There's really a lot to see in it. But I don't know. Part of me wants to think of something that's a bit more customizable, so you know, there's less repetition. Not that Witcher Three is repetitive, but I don't know. That's really hard. I think I'd probably uh, I'd go Witcher Three probably. If I had the internet, though, to be fair, like on this this desert island, um, I feel like I just repeat the same games all the same fucking time. But I would probably go with Red Dead Redemption Two, as long as it's still getting you know updates and shit like that. Um, I think there's a new update for it now, even. They're still pushing them out, obviously, because it's their newest game. But that, I mean, even even the story mode in itself. Brilliant. I love the story in that. But the online, obviously, you can get a lot more out of it than that. So, yeah. Online, I'd probably go Red Dead Redemption 2. And also, obviously, you need to bring a disc version, not digital, even though I'm much more of a digital guy. But that disc could come in handy for, I don't know, starting fires or shit. I'm not Tom Hanks in Castaway. I, I don't know all that much about surviving on a desert island. Although sometimes, usually, especially when I'm arguing with Hugh and Dom, I would love to just run away and be on a desert island myself. So I think that's pretty much it for this podcast. My god, I'm looking at the time now and it's so much easier when you've got, you know, only one idiot voicing their opinions rather than three idiots arguing about them. That's why this one's quite a bit shorter. But I hope you guys enjoyed it anyway. Um it's actually quite tough just talking shit into a, into a microphone yourself when you don't have other people to argue with. I thrive on the arguments. But uh, like I say, I hope you guys enjoyed this. If there is anything that you want us to discuss next time, uh, I don't know when the next one will be out. I think the, the boys are still away for a week or so, a couple of weeks maybe. So I don't know if there'll be another one just me uh, or we'll be back. But either way, if there's anything that you want us to discuss, any questions you want answered, anything like that, then you can always email us, patchesinofficial at gmail.com, uh, the Instagram, patchesinofficial, the Twitter, at patchesin, twitch.tv slash patchesingaming, any way that you can think of, just wire in. Uh, we've got Facebook as well. Just, you know, search us, you'll find us. Uh, let us know your thoughts even on this podcast, any previous ones or anything you want discussed in the future. So thank you very much for tuning in and listening to me talk absolute shite. And I will talk to you guys on the next podcast. And Epstein didn't kill himself.